the heart of ancient Phrygia, a land kissed by the sun and blessed by the gods, the story of King Midas was born. But before he became a name that resonated through the ages, Midas began life with a humble and unassuming birth. In those early days, the name Midas was but a whisper, a promise of greatness yet to be fulfilled. He entered this world as a newborn babe, his cradle a symbol of the simple beginnings that belied his future. Nature itself seemed to pay homage to his arrival. As the infant lay in his cradle, tiny ants, those industrious creatures of the earth, embarked on a peculiar journey, carrying grains of golden wheat, minuscule yet determined. They approached the cradle. With meticulous care, they deposited each grain into the infant's mouth, as if bestowing upon him a divine blessing. Whispers began to circulate among the people of Phrygia, for this was no ordinary sight. They saw it as a sign, a celestial omen, that Midas was destined for a fate unlike any other. He was to become the wealthiest of all kings, a ruler whose legacy would be etched into the annals of history. The people of Phrygia watched in awe as the extraordinary child grew, and the tales of his birth spread far and wide. His destiny was already inscribed in the stars, for he was meant to ascend to the throne and bear a name that would echo through time itself. But before Midas, Phrygia was quite different. Phrygia, a land steeped in both myth and history, awaited its next ruler with bated breath. The kingdom found itself at a crossroads, yearning for a leader to guide it through the trials and tribulations of the mortal world. The oracle, the voice of the gods, rang out like a celestial melody, proclaiming a prophecy that would shape the course of history. It declared that the next man who drove a cart through the city's imposing gates would ascend to the throne. The people, bound by tradition and faith in the words of the gods, waited with anticipation. In the fullness of time, destiny unfurled, and a man named Gordius entered the city gates, his cart laden with the modest fruits of his labor. Some whispered that Gordius was the last living heir of the ancient Brygians, a line of kings long forgotten. Others claimed that his arrival was a mere coincidence, a twist of fate. Gordius, unassuming yet resolute, was not alone in this moment of destiny. His side was graced by Sibylle, a goddess of Phrygia. As the people watched, Gordias carried the hopes of a kingdom, ascending to the throne, marked by an act of providence. To seal his reign, he tied his cart to the temple with a knot so intricate that no mortal hands could unravel it, a knot that would be known as the Gordian Knot. From the union of Gordius and the goddess Sibylle, Midas was born. His destiny would ultimately and irrevocably be intertwined with that of Phrygia forever. As the years passed, the story of King Midas truly began as he grew into adulthood and succeeded his father on the throne. It was a time when the world witnessed the convergence of mortal and divine destinies. The gods themselves would cast their eyes upon Phrygia, and Midas would be forever bound to their whims. Yet behind the shimmering crown and the gilded stories of his life, there was one figure who shared his throne and his heart, a queen of unmatched grace and wisdom. Her name was Demodice, the daughter of Agamemnon. From the very moment their paths had crossed, Midas had been captivated by her. She was like a rare and delicate flower, flourishing amidst the tumultuous winds of life. Her beauty was not just in her physical form, but in her spirit, an inner radiance that illuminated the darkest corners of Midas's soul. Together they had three children, two sons, Ancheros and Lityerses, and one daughter, Marigold, 
Enkiros and Litierses, were polar opposites of each other, one selfless and kind, the other ruthless and wicked. However, Marigold, being the youngest, was both timid and shy. All three of their children would have their names etched into the annals of Greek mythology for their unnatural deaths. King Midas continued to rule Phrygia, expanding their kingdom and accumulating wealth along the way. Eventually, King Midas would come across a god that would change his life forever. Dionysus, the god of wine and revelry, embarked on a grand expedition, preparing to wage war against the distant Indians. In his company, he brought a retinue of divine beings, each as captivating as the next. Among these celestial companions was Selenos, a satyr known for his love of merriment and wine. It was in the fertile gardens of King Midas that Selenos, ever the life of the party, allowed his revelry to reach its zenith. Intoxicated by the fragrant blooms and the potent wine, he danced and sang until he fell into a deep, wine-induced slumber amidst the fragrant blossoms. As fate would have it, servants of the king discovered the slumbering satyr, whose snores echoed through the garden like a chorus of woodland creatures. With utmost care, they carried him before their ruler, King Midas, who welcomed the unexpected guest with the hospitality befitting a king. The palace doors swung open, revealing a realm of opulence and grandeur. Midas, known for his benevolence and love for the finer things in life, spared no expense in entertaining his newfound guest. Tables groaned under the weight of lavish feasts, and goblets overflowed with the finest wines. In return for Midas's generosity, Selenos regaled the king's family and court with tales of Dionysus's exploits and the wonders of the divine world. The palace resounded with laughter and merriment as the revelry of gods and mortals intertwined in a joyous celebration. For ten days and nights, Selenos reveled in the hospitality of Phrygia, and King Midas basked in the divine aura that surrounded the satyr. Gratitude filled the heart of Dionysus, the god of wine, as he learned of the kindness bestowed upon his beloved companion by the mortal king. With a heart brimming with gratitude and a desire to reward such generosity, Dionysus extended a divine offer to Midas, an offer that would change the course of the king's life forever. He spoke to Midas with the air of benevolence that only a god could possess. Midas, you have shown unparalleled kindness to my dear Selenos. In gratitude, I grant you a wish. Choose wisely, for it shall be granted. Midas, his mind intoxicated not by wine but by the lure of wealth, did not hesitate. He yearned for a power that would make him the wealthiest king to ever walk the earth. His voice, laced with longing, rang out. Grant me the power to turn everything I touch into gold. Dionysus, a god whose capriciousness was as legendary as his revelry, smiled at the mortal's request. He saw the glint of greed in Midas's eyes, but granted the wish nonetheless. In that fateful moment, the golden touch was bestowed upon King Midas. At first, the golden touch was a gift that seemed to surpass the wildest dreams of even the most ambitious kings. Midas, with each touch, transformed the mundane into the extraordinary. Worthless stones became gleaming nuggets of gold beneath his fingertips, and common objects shimmered with newfound opulence. Phrygia, under Midas's rule, glistened like a kingdom forged from the very sun itself. The people marveled at their ruler's power, and the tales of his Midas touch spread far and wide. It was as if Midas had unlocked the vault of the gods, and his kingdom stood as a testament to his newfound wealth. But, as the ancient wisdom goes, Every gift from the gods comes with a shadow. 
The initial euphoria of his newfound power soon gave way to a cruel reality. Midas's touch, while turning everything into gold, was a double-edged sword that cut deeply into his life. His first inkling of the curse's dark side came when he reached for sustenance. As he clutched a loaf of bread, it hardened into an unyielding mass of gold. His desperation grew as he watched, helpless, as a simple sip of water turned to a golden river in his grasp. Midas, who had once ruled over the abundance of Phrygia, now faced a dire predicament. His golden touch had isolated him from the very world he had once cherished. The warmth of human touch, the laughter of his loved ones, and the simple pleasures of life slipped through his fingers like grains of sand. Desperation clawed at his heart, for his wealth had become a curse that threatened to consume his very soul. In his darkest hour, he realized that the treasures of the world meant nothing without the ability to experience them. It was then that his daughter Marigold, her eyes brimming with tears, approached him with a heavy heart. She held out a once beautiful rose, now withered and devoid of fragrance, its petals turned as hard as stone. Her voice quivered with sadness as she lamented the cruel fate that had befallen the flowers she had cherished. Midas, overcome with fatherly concern and compassion, stretched out his hand to comfort his distressed daughter. As his fingers brushed against her delicate skin, a gasp escaped his lips. Before his very eyes, his precious child underwent a stunning transformation, her form changing from warm, living flesh to cold, unyielding gold. In that heart-wrenching moment, the truth became painfully clear. The gift that Midas had once coveted, the power to turn everything he touched into gold, had become a curse of unimaginable proportions. His deepest desire, now a reality, had brought about the very downfall he had feared. He knew that his salvation lay not in the riches that surrounded him, but in the wisdom of those who dwelled in the realm of the divine. With a heart heavy with remorse and a longing for release, he set forth on a journey to seek redemption and break the shackles of his own avarice. He prayed to Dionysus, begging the god to free him from this curse. Dionysus heard his prayer and consented, telling Midas to wash in the river Pactolus. Then, whatever he put into the water would be reversed of the touch. Midas's began his journey towards the sacred river Pactolus, whose pristine waters flowed from the foot of Mount Timolus. It was here, in the heart of nature's sanctuary, that he hoped to find solace and free himself from the merciless grip of the golden touch. The journey to the river was an arduous one, fraught with trials and tribulations. Midas walked a path paved with the shattered remnants of his past, where golden statues bore silent witness to his torment. The glint of his own folly mocked him from every corner of his palace, yet, driven by an unrelenting desire for redemption, he pressed onward. His heart, once weighed down by the cold embrace of gold, now beat with the fervor of a soul yearning to be set free. At last, he stood upon the banks of the river Pactolus, whose crystal-clear waters whispered secrets known only to the gods. The river seemed to beckon him, its gentle ripples calling out to the tormented king. With trembling hands, Midas stripped away the robes of his former life, casting aside the symbols of his once boundless wealth. He stepped into the cool waters, his body immersed in the embrace of the river. As the liquid current swirled around him, he felt the curse begin to unravel. The golden veneer that had encased his very being dissolved like mist in the morning sun, revealing the man who had once been a prisoner of his own desires. Midas, 
his heart now as pure as the waters that cradled him, emerged from the river reborn. Midas returned to his kingdom, a man transformed by his harrowing journey and newfound wisdom. The opulent treasures that had once defined his reign held little allure for him now. He ruled with a compassion and humility that endeared him to his people. Phrygia flourished under Midas's benevolent rule, but his story was far from over. In the annals of history, the name of Midas would be forever entwined with those of his children, each of whom left their own indelible mark on the kingdom. Ankaros, the eldest of Midas's sons, would become a symbol of selflessness that resonated through the ages. In the heart of Selenai, disaster struck as a colossal sinkhole opened, threatening to devour homes and lives. Desperate to save his kingdom, Midas consulted one of the oracles, who revealed a path to salvation. The oracle's words were clear. To close the gaping maw of the sinkhole, the most precious possession of Phrygia must be sacrificed. Midas, torn between his love for his kingdom and the memories of his golden curse, cast aside treasures of gold and silver, but the abyss remained unyielding. It was Ankyros, the embodiment of selflessness, who recognized the true worth of human life. With unwavering resolve, he mounted his horse and rode into the abyss, a sacrificial lamb for the salvation of Phrygia. As he disappeared into the gaping chasm, the sinkhole sealed itself, leaving behind a legacy of courage and selflessness. Yet amid tales of valor and sacrifice, darkness too cast its shadow upon the lineage of Midas. Lityerses, a figure of sinister repute, emerged as one of Midas's offspring. His name became synonymous with treachery, for he challenged passers-by to deadly contests, offering a gruesome fate to those who failed. Lydiarsis's sinister games revolved around the harvest, where the penalty for defeat was a merciless beheading. It was a twisted tradition that terrorized the land, until fate brought him face to face with the mighty Greek hero Heracles. In a contest of life and death, Heracles prevailed, beheading Lydiarsis with the very scythe that had claimed so many lives. As the years passed and the chapters of Midas's life unfolded, his legacy endured, shaped by the richness of his experiences and the profound lessons he had learned. The Golden Touch, once a symbol of insatiable greed, became a cautionary tale, a testament to the perils of avarice and the fleeting nature of material wealth. Midas's name resonated through the ages, not only for his ill-fated wish, but for the journey of redemption that followed. His story served as a timeless reminder that true wealth lay not in the treasures of the world, but in the warmth of human connection, the bonds of family, and the wisdom to recognize the value of what truly matters. The river Pactolus, forever changed by the touch of Midas, continued to carry an abundance of gold, a tangible reminder of a king's journey from greed to enlightenment. Phrygia, too, thrived under his benevolent rule, flourishing not just in material wealth, but in the richness of its people's lives. And so, the tale of King Midas, born in obscurity, touched by the divine and marked by redemption, lived on as a story of the human condition, a story that would continue to captivate the hearts and minds of generations to come.